welcome to Joyful Projects, where we're going to explore the secret to real excellence when we're transforming our ideas into reality. A project, right? Hey, I'm Paul Armstrong, and if you've got the responsibility to accomplish a project, to transform what is just an idea into a reality, and if you happen to have a leadership role in that, this podcast may be just for you. Because I'm sharing what I've had the blessing to learn over a lot of years from being on a lot of teams. And you're going to hear a lot that will echo what you find in a lot of project management books. But here's the real reason I'm excited to share what I've learned. I found that to really understand and apply what truly accomplishes ideal projects, it's found in what I believe is the truth, namely God's Word. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message, apply it to our Monday mission in a way that I think you'll find refreshing and helpful. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribe. And hey, if you're new to the podcast, you can learn more about me at enablingjoy.com. We are on episode number 10. Let's get moving. Theme for today, let the movie begin. The drama. All righty. We're going to set the stage for this epic that we're calling Joyful Project Accomplishment. Where have we been so far? You know, we we laid out the components for enabling joy. There's three of those. We laid out the components for engaging excellence. Got it. And we told, talked about the vital bond between them called communication. And, and we've looked at the balancing between the joy and the excellence, right? Well, uh, back in the beginning, I talked about that a project happens over time, right? So it's a drama. It's not a photograph. It's, it's a movie. And here's the cool thing is that we as leaders, we're the director of that movie. So it's up to us to direct it well. And I called it, you know, it's a balance and it's a combination of what are the team dynamics, the form, storm, norm, perform, and the work dynamic, which is the normal project life cycle about setting it up, getting ready, planning it, doing it, closing it out. And then when we pull those together, we've got this, I would say, almost predictable path that we know we're going to direct these events through. So what I've done, and, and if you have the book, Lead the Ideal Project, you've seen it, but I've traced out this journey with the, the letters for so the word ideal, I-D-E-A-L. And that's what we're going to be doing over the next handful of podcasts is we're going to be stepping through this life cycle of a project. So we're going to start naturally at the ones that start with I. Now what you'll see is on each one, I-D-E-A and L, I'm going to have three Leadership challenges, I'll call them. Three ideas on what we need to do to really enable joy and engage excellence. All right? So the I, the I. Well, we need to invite, initiate, and indoctrinate. In this podcast, we're only going to talk about the first two. Invite and initiate. And we'll talk about indoctrinate at the next podcast. Invite. Now... Look, I know, maybe we have the luxury of hand-picking our project team. Truth be told, in my experience, that's pretty rare. But by and large, there's some folks we need to have. And they're the only one who knows that subject matter or in that field that is necessary to get the project well done, right? So we know we're going to take them, regardless of who they are, right? Because they're the subject matter expert. Then there's some folks that are assigned to our project. But no matter how they got to our project... What we need to do is is think about the term invite. It sets the tone that we're glad you're here. So we have two objectives that we're going to try to accomplish by by using this invite concept. One, one is called the proactive mindset. The proactive mindset. Now, 
What do I mean by that? Proactive is means that we face life knowing that we always have a choice on how we can respond. And that's why when we use proactive, a lot of folks mean it just means planning ahead. Planning is one of the, I would say, symptoms or indicators of a proactive mindset because it's planning is a way where we prepare on how we'll be able to respond, right? But it really goes deeper than that. It really is an attitude. It means that we don't see ourselves as a victim, that we actually have the gift that we were given by God, free will. And in that free will, we can choose our attitude and our ability on how we want to respond. And when we use the word invite, we automatically step away from words that may sound like we were a victim of who was on or how they got on to a project team. They're invited. They're guests. Okay. They're part of the banquet celebration, right? That's pretty neat. You know, when we look at the New Testament, you can, you can hear that tone when, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. He talks about it in terms many times like a wedding banquet, a banquet that people are invited to. Well, that's what we're doing. We're inviting them to the banquet of this project. You get to set that tone right off the bat. The other foundation you're setting by inviting and people accepting that invitation. Well, when someone accepts our invitation, we're very, we're grateful, right? We're grateful. Well, guess what? That is true. But gratitude started when you invited them. See, gratitude is like joy. It's, it's an ingredient. It's not a result. And gratefulness and proactive orientation They feed on each other. And so when you begin your project with this invite attitude, you set into motion very explicitly this gratitude orientation. It's neat because the gratitude orientation is a virtuous part of the loop that feeds optimism, that feeds social connection, that feeds the ability to look at stress as a challenge versus a roadblock. And boy, every study shows you're way ahead of the game in terms of engagement and productivity at that point. All right. So, hey, a couple undercurrents. Let's, let's look at reality here. Okay. At the get go. Remember, there's never a second chance to make a first impression. So at the get go, uh, you know that the invitation allows us to see that folks now are part of, they've been invited in and they're assigned to this. Okay. And, the other one is that, you know, when they're invited, you got to make sure they, that there's a clarity of, I would say, reporting. Because a lot of times you get folks on a project team who also still report maybe to uh, their individual department boss or functional area manager or maybe to another contractor. And so you as a leader need to make sure you're going to them and straightening out. How are you going to work out that very, I would say, confusing role that these people are in? Like, hey, who do I listen to first? You know, here's an idea to try. You know, at your periodic team meetings, you should always make it a habit to ask folks, what are they grateful for that occurred in the last 24 hours or that's going to occur in the next 24 hours? Always be reinforcing that attitude of gratitude. Strong player, strong player. Remember, uh, when people express those thanks, it needs to be both personal and specific to be meaningful. Okay. Can't just say, oh, I'm thankful to be here. Nope. And that's personal and specific. Initiate, initiate our other I word. 
we see this a lot. By this, it means we're now, you know, kind of coming through the, the grip of getting the team to know each other well, to initiate into being one project team entity. Okay. And this is where you're going to probably look at various ways to do team building. Well, I got an advice for you. Always remember that the primary purpose of the team building events at this, at this initiate phase is to kind of hit the accelerator on the ability to connect. Okay. The ability to connect. And so they need to work on building trust, building, I would say commonality, building common ground. And yes, they should be fun. They should be engaging. They should be easy to participate in. But never let the entertainment side of it cloud over or obscure the purpose of it, which is to connect. So I got a couple ideas. One that I have found super popular is based on a book called The Most Human Human. And it's really built off of speed dating. This is one of the neatest little tools. People always sort of like look at me like I'm crazy when I announce it off. And then later, like that was fantastic. Very simple concept. Basically, uh, you set everybody up. You have two rows of chairs. People are looking at each other straight across. So each person's only looking at one other person straight across from them. And then what you do is you give them a short period of time where they have to then talk about something that is truly human. So no resume stuff, no where I worked before stuff. Like questions like, what are you grateful for? Why do you enjoy being here? What's the coolest thing about you as a member on this team? Truly human stuff between each other. And then you do that for three minutes. You let them just relax for about a minute. You maybe ask a couple people what they heard. Okay. Always say what they heard. That cranks up the listening. Then you have everyone shift to a new partner. I just have a move a couple chairs down and now you're facing a new partner and do it again. And you do it as often as you think the team has energy for because you want to be one on one with as many people as possible. And when this is done, people have always said, wow. I can't believe how much I learned in such a short period of time. To end, let's, let's just get some wisdom from scripture here. Okay. In Genesis chapter 12, we have where God calls Abram that we, you know, later know as Abraham. And listen how God does the invite. The Lord said to Abram, go forth from your land, your relatives, and from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. Boy, that's a tough call to a project, didn't it? Leave everything you know. But listen how the Lord follows it up. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will find blessing in you. Pretty awesome. Talk about a great invitation, huh? Great invitation. And then look at how with a great invitation, how we can respond. So let's look at chapter three of Exodus. Meanwhile, Moses was tending a flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. Leading the flock beyond the wilderness, he came to the mountain of God, Horeb. You know, that's a pretty neat thing. Beyond the wilderness. (laughs) There the angel of the Lord appeared to him as fire flaming out of a bush. And it's the angel of the Lord. When he looked, Although the bush was on fire, it was not being consumed. So Moses decided, I must turn aside to look at this remarkable sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God 
called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. He answered, here I am. Notice God calls him by name. He calls him by name. And even though then it follows up with God said, do not come near, remove your sandals from your feet for the place where your sand is holy ground. He introduces himself. I am the God of your father. He continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then God shares how he witnessed the affliction of the people. Then he gets ready. And there in verse 10, he says, now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Notice the connection. Sending you, my people. But he's already told them, they're your people. Isn't that beautiful? What an invitation. Invite, initiate. Next podcast, we're going to look at indoctrinate. Meanwhile, you have a great week. Looking forward to our next time together. You take care. <laughs>